All right, everybody, go ahead and take a seat on the floor or in a corner or on a wall or a chair. So I just wanted to intro Janae. Probably all of you guys know her. Um, but Janae is seriously um, really one of my heroes. Like, I, whenever I have life crisis, which is usually like every two days or so, um, I'll text Janae. I'm like, how do I handle this situation? What do I do? She's just one of the healthiest people that I know. She's somebody that has, <laughs> yes, um, she's somebody that genuinely um, has invested in learning how to be healthy, just holistically, um, you know, spirit, soul, body. Um, somebody that is just really practices what she preaches. And at the place that we work, somebody that consistently brings people into really awesome encounters with God and great levels of freedom through a lot of what she's going to be talking about tonight. Um, but I'm just really honored to, you know, be her brother and be walking through this with her and with you guys. So um, let's pray real quick. Just come into agreement with this. It's going to be a good night. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your daughter here. We thank you for this church, God, your bride. We, we just thank you for everything that you intend on doing tonight, God, and throughout the future here, God. Holy Spirit, we just invite you in to recklessly change and disrupt lives out of the norm and out of the false comfort and into the Holy Spirit true comforter. God, we invite you in to disrupt our view of you and replace it with truth. So Holy Spirit, would you just um, anoint Janae's words and just come out of her mouth and flow through the air and into people's hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. This is my mic, too. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be with family. So I'm going to work the mo majority of the night. We're going to do an experience, but I do think that it's important to talk a little bit about what we're doing before we go into it. Also to just share a story um, and build some faith to believe that the Lord wants to speak to you and this is an outlet and a tool of how he does it. So um, last week we told you that we'll be taking you into the imagination. Um, this is what we do at the inner healing ministry that I work at. So a normal session will look like us going before the Lord. We meet with a person and it's a whole lot less talking than counseling. Um, and so we sit before the person, we're like, all right, Holy Spirit, you know exactly what is going on within this person. You know their deepest pain, you know their deepest anger, um, you know the memories that still carry wounds, that carry rejection, that carry heartache. And we're just like, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and bring up a memory, a feeling, maybe words. We invite you to bring up whatever you want to say to this person, whatever you want to focus on today. Um, and we use that through a process of senses. So what are you hearing? What are you smelling? Some people smell God, true story. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, what are you even tasting? What are you seeing? What are you um, feeling? What is your emotion? Um, and so I really believe that when we say going and encountering God through the imagination, yes, we are going to do visionary things, but people perceive God differently, and that's okay. I just want to free you into whatever happens, happens, 
and um, I'm so excited. But one of the things that I have recognized it, whenever I meet with people, I said this last week, people will come, they'll be like, I want this healed, this healed, this healed, I have this sin, I want to get free from this. And one of the things that I see within humanity in general is we come to God in crisis mode, and when we're not in crisis mode, we just live our lives. And I have learned that when we learn how to be friends with God and let him in on the good, the bad, and the ugly, when we learn how to love him and seek him in the seasons of blessings just as much as the, the trials, like all of life, I, I feel like, like I've learned the secret to life, and it's just being friends with God, you know? And so that's what I want to teach you guys tonight. Um, I do want to alleviate maybe some of your concerns um, in regards to going into your imagination because there is a counterfeit version of this. I, but I always say, like, if there's a counterfeit version, then there's got to be a real, real deal. And the enemy wants to speak to you, but so does the Lord. And so we're going to just, like, trust that the Lord wants to bring the real deal tonight. No more counterfeit. Um, so how do we know if it's of the enemy and it's of the Lord? Like, you test it. What kind of fruit is it producing? What are you hearing? Is it producing shame in you? Is it producing condemnation, lust, perversion? If that's what it's, what's it, you're experiencing when you talk to Jesus, it's probably not the real Jesus. It's probably something that's not of the Lord. And so what I like to do, just to give you a little like teaching on it. I just put a red X in my mind and I'm like, all right, that is not Jesus. And then I intentionally turn from it and I'm like, okay, I want to talk to the real true Jesus. Um, so that's just a helpful tool. But interestingly within scripture, Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, you must love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, and your mind. And that word mind translates, one of the main translations is imagination. I never knew that. It's also another word for meditation. Um, the, the basis of what I believe um, behind everything that we do comes from Ephesians 1.18. It's, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. It's like, I pray that the eyes of your inner world, the eyes of the unseen that's within you will be enlightened to the hope that he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. Um, so you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Inside of you, inside of every temple, there's a holy of holies where we can access God. And now that you carry the Holy Spirit, for those of us who have Jesus and have received the Holy Spirit, there's the holy of holies in you. So this whole fear that we are going to see something that's not God, I just want to alleviate like your, your fear and just say, God, I trust that you are in me and you want to speak to me. I carry you. Um, another verse, too. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Uh, Lander said the other day, our imaginations, I thought this was a really great way of wording it. Our imaginations are creative gateways for us to experience the things that do not exist here. In other words, they're a created gateway for us to experience the things of heaven and the realities of God. So, enough information. I want to tell you guys my story, and then we're going to go into it. Are you excited? Okay. So, a couple years ago, probably about four years ago, um, I went on a road trip, 
and I was gone for three weeks. I was with my friend, and I told my friend, I was like, we set some goals for our trip because we were doing some spiritual activities along the way, and we were going to end up at a conference out at Bethel. Um, so I was like, okay, I want two things. I want to know, number one, that I hear from God. I'd still really question my ability to hear from the Lord. Um, and the things that I did see, I would have visions sometimes. and be like, that's definitely not God. And I learned later that most of it was God. I just was second-guessing myself. Um, so I want to know that I hear from God. Number two, I want to be rid of double-mindedness. I'd had this just ability since high school to turn off a switch and go do my own thing. And even though that is the battle between the flesh and the spirit, I felt like there was something in me that needed to break. It was like, God, I want breakthrough. I want to know I hear from you. I want to be rid of double-mindedness. So really cool things happened on the trip, but at the end of the trip is where a lot of breakthrough happened. Um, I was at this conference out at Bethel, and I went to a session called The Supernatural Power of Your Imagination. And I was like, hmm, that's awesome. I don't really know what I think about that. So this lady, this husband and wife, um, spoke at this session. And really all they did was just tell us their stories. And one of the things that they started out with those, they said, in order to become, come into the kingdom, you must become like a little child. And what do children spend the majority of their time in? Their imaginations. And there's just a level of faith that they can be childlike and experience God in a way that most of us will second guess. So the lady got up, and she shared her story. I thought this was really cool, that she said that she had had an eating disorder her entire life and had gone to counselor after counselor after counselor and could not get breakthrough. And one day someone taught her about going into her imagination and looking at Jesus and saying, Jesus, will you give me a, a helpful tool today? Like he even, Jesus is pretty practical. He's just as much supernatural and wild as he is practical. And he gave her practical tools. He would even, even like put a verse in her head and she would like flip open her Bible and the verse was like pointing exactly to the root of why she was doing what she was doing. And this lady got freedom from this eating disorder that had been a lifelong thing. So that was one story. And then her husband got up. This was one of my favorite stories ever because we don't just go into our imaginations for inner healing, but we also go into our imaginations to release heaven, go in, access heaven in the holy of holies, and then release it onto the earth. Um, so this guy tells this story. He's like, you know, once I learned about the imagination, that's something that I started doing. Um, I started doing that like in the middle of worship. So he was in the middle of a worship gathering one time, and he goes into his imagination, and he just looks at Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, take me where you want me to go. And usually we give the option of them picking the place, but he decided that he wanted Jesus to pick the place. So Jesus picks the place, and he ends up in this garden full of body parts. And he's like pretty curious. He's like, Jesus, what is going on here? There's all these body parts. And before he could even talk too long, Jesus picked up this left ear in the garden and puts it in his hands. And he says, there's a woman in this room that has been deaf for 60 years. I want to heal her tonight. So this guy is in his imagination. He could have second-guessed what he was seeing, but he's built up a history with the Lord where he's starting to trust. Okay, God, if this is you, you're going to lead me. So he's in this session, um, and he's like, all right, God, well, then you're going to lead me. You're going to show me who this woman is. And sure enough, the pastor within five minutes gets up, and he's like, God wants to heal deafness tonight. The Lord just told me. And this woman who had been deaf for 76 years, 76, wait, she was 76. She'd been deaf for 60 years. Um, stands up 
And all these people start crowding around her, and they're, like, reaching to touch her ear, and he could barely get in. But he said that, like, he crawled all the way in, and the moment that his hand touched her ear, there was this loud pop, and this woman who'd been deaf for six years received her hearing. Yeah. So I'm excited that God's going to do some of that tonight. So I'm in this session. I wanted to tell you those two stories because they're faith builders and they're other stories than mine. So I'm in this session, and they, they say, guys, we're not here to just tell you our stories. We're here for you to experience it for yourselves. And at that moment, I'm feeling really vulnerable because all I've ever known is second-guessing everything that I'm seeing, everything that I'm hearing. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you that you're going to lead me. I even give myself permission to hear inaccurately right now because that's how you learn to hear from God. You just take a risk, and you trust that he's going to lead you. So I go into my imagination, and the guy leads us through these prompts, these faith builder prompts. He's like, all right, now picture something in your hands. And then he just led us through all these um, smaller things to build up to asking Jesus to come and meet you in a specific place. He's like, you pick the place wherever you want to go and invite Jesus to come in. So he leads us through this encounter. I'm in my imagination, and I'm like, okay, Jesus, Will you come meet me here? And instantly, I find myself in this garden. I don't even know if it's a garden. It's a field full of 20-foot flower sunflower trees. Um, never seen that before, but it was awesome. And I felt like I was in the middle of this secret garden in a castle with these sunflower trees. And I'm like, Jesus, will you come meet me here? So instantly, I see Jesus far off from a distance. And I'm like, Jesus, will you come closer? And he starts coming closer. And before he could get close enough, I just start talking, like, talking to him, saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. There was all this guilt and shame that was on me from stuff that I had done in the past of being double-minded. And Jesus just silenced me, and he came up to me, and he gave me this hug. And I've never in my right mind actually felt God the way that I felt him in that moment. Like, all of a sudden, I was made aware that I so badly needed a hug. Jesus knew it. I did it. And then I just kept trying to talk to him while I'm in this hug, and he's just like, shh, shh, feel it. Just be with me. And so then we separate, and we start walking, and he just starts talking to me. And I'm trying to talk to him, but he just starts talking to me about things. He's like, I love you. I love you. I was like, Jesus, I'm so sorry for everything that I've done this past year. And he's like, it's okay. You will have no idols. You will have no other lovers. He just kept saying, you will have no other lovers. And so we were talking about things, things that I will probably not ever tell you. That's okay. Um, and the coolest thing was is in, while I'm in this session and I'm in my imagination, the guy keeps leading us through prompts. And the last thing that he said was the best part because in, in this time I'm walking with Jesus. He's like, you will have no other lovers. You will have no other lovers. I will be your lover. And the guy who was giving us his prompts goes, okay, now ask Jesus if he has a verse to give you, if he wants to speak to you through his word. And instantly in that moment, I hear Matthew 6.24. And my inner critic is like, are you sure, God? I think it's the Psalms. I think you want to talk to me in the Psalms right now. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna to trust it. So I open my Bible, and it says, no one can serve two masters. You either hate the one or love the other, love the one or despise the other. You guys, in that moment, both, it was a double whammy. 
Not only did I find out that I hear from God, but he, something broke in me. I just started weeping, and the Lord's like, I will be your lover, which is where my tattoo comes from, lover of Yeshua. <laughs> so, are you guys ready? Are you so excited? Is that a faith builder that the Lord wants to talk to you? It's okay to be fearful. I give you permission to even hear inaccurately. The Lord's going to lead you. So, um... One thing that I want to encourage you with is when I take people into these encounters to get in a position where you feel tension free. So I like to lay down um, if you want to sit on a wall, anything, anything like that. So I just want to encourage you to be comfortable, like no legs crossed, just arms out. I'm serious, guys. There are practical things in helping you focus. All right, so when we come to church, right, for our entire lives, I don't know how long you've gone to church, but I've gone to church since I was like an infant before I can remember. I have an expectation of what church means, right? And it means we come in, someone, there's some music, and someone speaks, and it's this analytical experience where I'm processing information with my mind. And I know that for most of us, maybe, um, the concept of anything new is oftentimes like there, there is some fear with it. And even as I listen to Janae tonight, it's like, okay, am I going to be able to do this right? Right? So there's a fear. And that fear, I think, for me is kind of this wall that says, all right, if, if I just don't approach it, then, and if I, if I maintain skepticism, then I'm not going to fail. And so I think for me, maybe tonight, there are some walls around us. And I just want us to experience the goodness of God. Even what I, you know, I prayed at the end of the worship set. I didn't pray that. We were singing about it, right? About the goodness of God. And I just want us to be okay with, with something different tonight. And maybe tonight you just need, you, you've been listening to what Janae has said and it feels confusing. Or you've been listening to what Janae has said in the last few minutes and, and you feel fear or there's some skepticism or it's not something we're used to, or it's brand new. If that's you, I just want you to take a breath and just be okay with this moment that's different and us just trusting the Lord in, in this time. Good. So let's just be soft. Yeah. Cole's already ahead of me, taking you guys through some breathing in the Lord. I'm going to sit down. Um, so if you guys just want to turn the music on softly and we're going to dim the lights. Yeah, and I want to encourage you too, for those of you who don't even know who this Jesus guy is or haven't decided to walk with him, he still wants to talk to you. Even if you don't believe in him, if he was real, what would you say to him? just want to encourage you with that. So we're going to start out tonight just taking a deep breath in. God is in this room. He's not just this far off God. He's here. So let's just take a deep inhale in through the nose. I'm going to count one, two, three, four, five. Exhale. Two, three, four, five. Another inhale through the nose. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale through the nose. 
Let's take a deep breath in through the mouth now. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale. Just going to start by speaking some words of life over you and blessing your spirit. So child of God, you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not a mistake. God has deliberately chosen you to be his child and live in communion with him all the days of your life. So come awake and fix your eyes on Jesus, the one who has washed you clean by his blood and tore down the barriers between you and God so that you can come to him unashamed in his presence. You have been forgiven for all your sins, past, present, and future. There is nothing you can say or do that will make you worthy. Jesus has made you worthy. Jesus made you worthy to be in the presence of the living God. The place where no man could go or they would die before Jesus' blood. Now, you can come boldly into his presence. Jesus understands all that you're going through in the battles of your heart. He understands the struggles within you and can sympathize with your weakness. And he says, come as you are. I want to be with you. I want to know you. And I want you to know me. So for those of you, if there's any sin that is lingering in your mind right now, it's all you're thinking about. Why would God want to meet with me? Just breathe in his grace. Say, thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you for your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. Child of God, you were created to dwell in the presence of the Most High God. Everything about you and your unique design was meant for connection with him. And because of Jesus, you now have been given the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. You are the dwelling place of the living God, and deeply placed within you lies complete access to God and all of heaven's realities. You carry the Holy of Holies. So I call your spirit to attention in Jesus' name. Come and take your rightful place. Your spirit has dominion over your pain, your shame, and your sin that has tried to keep you bound. I invite you, spirit, to take the driver's seat with the Holy Spirit. Come see the world through heaven's eyes. So in this moment, um, scripture says that we come to the Lord, we come into his presence with thanksgiving. Before we even go into our imaginations, I just want you to think of a time in your life, maybe multiple times, where God has made himself known. God has showed up in your life. It's a moment where you're like, wow, God is real. Maybe a moment that you encountered the love of God. And if you can't think of anything, just start thanking him for the blessings in your life. But we're just going to spend a moment in thankfulness.
So I like to lead people through a time of just consecrating your imagination. So just if you can out loud, repeat after me. Say, Lord, I ask you to make yourself real to me. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and consecrate and cleanse my imagination. Take me into the Holy of Holies where I can meet you face to face. So, if Jesus, the living God, your Savior, came to you and said, you by name, and he said, I want to meet with you. I want to talk to you face to face as one would talk to a friend. And you pick the place. Where would you go? It can be imaginary. It can be a place that doesn't exist. It can be, for me, I like to go in my backyard in my hammock. Just lay there and talk to Jesus. Wherever you want to go, just pick the place and take yourself there and start awakening your senses to what do you, what do you see right now? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? Just awaken your senses to this. Whenever you feel ready, just say, Jesus, will you come meet me here? Some of you perceive God differently, and that's okay. What we're looking for is the recognition that he's there. If he's far off, just say, Jesus, will you come closer? And in this moment, I'm going to be silent, and I'm going to let whatever is going to happen, happen. Just let it wander. See if he wants to say or do anything. he's there with you, which I believe that he is, maybe even just thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us, with me. I think sometimes we can feel the need to fill the silence, but just try to enjoy him, enjoy the presence. might want to play with you. Whenever you feel ready, 
just encourage you to dialogue with Jesus. As if you were to sit down and have coffee with a friend, what would you tell him is on your heart? Maybe even the things that you don't necessarily want to tell anyone else. Just, just tell him how you're, how you're doing, how you're feeling. Keep it real. I always like to ask Jesus what's on his heart, too. It's a two-way street. So maybe ask him, say, Jesus, what's on your heart? So for those of you that Jesus is taking you somewhere and talking to you, feel free to ignore my prompts. But maybe in this moment, ask Jesus how he sees you. Say, Jesus, will you give me your eyes and your heart for how you see me? Will you let me feel the love that you have for me? Lord, are there any lies I've been believing about myself? Jesus, what's your truth? What's the truth to that lie? And when he says something to you, let yourself fully receive it. Maybe take a moment and process with him your dreams. What would you tell Jesus if he was like, I want to know your dreams. What's on, what do you desire for your future if nothing was holding you back? Just talk to him about it. Maybe even ask him if there's any dreams you've been suppressing. Because the lies of impossibilities or the busyness of life took over. Maybe ask him for a vision for what he has for you. 
Let's just take a moment and ask Jesus if there's any areas in our heart, any memories that still carry shame. Maybe it's something you've done. Maybe it's something foolish. You just feel embarrassment. Whatever it is, just ask Jesus to reveal it in you. And if it's a memory, maybe even take Jesus by the hand and say, Jesus, will you go back into this memory with me? Tell me what you have to say. Tell me how you see me in this moment. Jesus, is there still any pain in my heart? Where's my deepest pain? If it's a person that's caused you this pain, maybe even ask Jesus to show you how he sees that person, to give you compassion so that you can forgive them. What about fear? Jesus, is there anything that I've been fearing? Where in me lies worry? And what do you have to say about this fear? Just breathe in his truth. What is the truth of this worry, of this anxiousness? What does heaven have to say about this? Maybe just talk to Jesus about the areas in your heart that you struggle with trusting him. Some of you might Feel anger towards God. And that's okay. Just tell him about it. Some of you might feel like you can't trust that he's going to lead you. That's okay. Just let him in. Maybe even practice hearing and, and see if he has any scripture he wants to give you.
Jesus, just come and romance every person in this room with the fullness of your unconditional love. So for those of you who Jesus is still talking to you and you don't want to take yourself out of this moment, that's okay. But I'm just going to ask that we gently fade up the lights and just process, journal what we processed with the Lord. Journal what we saw. Sometimes it's really easy to forget. Um, but writing it down and remembering what he talked to you about. Some, some things he might have told you don't even make sense at this point. He'll make sense of it eventually, and that's okay. So just writing down what you saw can be really helpful. I just want to encourage you guys. Um, this is a discipline. I've the more that I practice going into my imagination, my quiet times when I spend with the Lord. Now I typically pick a place or I go back to the same place every morning and talk to Jesus. It becomes easier and easier to trust what I'm seeing. Um, becomes easier and easier easier to even see Jesus. I think I've countered, and I, I didn't tell you this in the beginning because I don't want to um, instill any sort of doubt or mistrust, but a lot of times when we take people into this, their first few times, it's really hard for them to see Jesus, um, and that's okay. I just want to encourage you if this was a struggle to just keep going in, in saying, Jesus, will you come meet me here? And slowly but surely, it's going to become a thing that you, you don't have to even go through the practice of deep breathing, thankfulness, consecrating your imagination. Like you just close your eyes and you're there. Jesus is right there. Um, so it'll get easier and easier. And I just really believe that if you keep doing this, it is such a beautiful way of how God speaks to his children. So, yeah, I don't want to interrupt if people are still. Feel free to stay in wherever, whatever the Lord's doing in you.